tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. All men and women created by the goal, you know the you know the It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as a land of the free? Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classroom. Then stand up and sing about the land of the free. Which do you like more, Congress or lice? <laughs> Well, we like lice. Here's my eight words people need to stop redefining. Hate, victim, hero, shame, violence, survivor, phobic, and white supremacist. That America's leading industry is still the manufacture, distribution, packaging, and marketing of bullshit. Um, so it's, it's poll season with, with the election going on, correct? Uh, I would think so. Okay. Well, I, I'm finding it interesting to watch some of the polls and it's even fun watching some of the media, uh, get smacked in the face with some of the polls. Uh, <laughs> one of the most interesting ones right now, because both of the political directions wants to claim that they've got the best way to look at it, which is. Can you get a guess how many people polled in the poll decided that they were worried about democracy? All the Democrats. Actually, well, I mean, it, it was 70 percent of the people who were um, uh, who were uh, damn uh, who were polled. Sorry, lost my brain of thought for a moment there. 70 um, percent of the people polled said that they thought that democracy was going to be an issue. Now. It is kind of telling and fun that one side said both sides basically said that the other side was the main threat to democracy. Mm, yes, that is that is worrying. With one exception, there was one thing that beat out the other political party for a threat to democracy in this poll. Can you guess what that was? Mm. I'll give you a hint. There's a reason why you haven't heard anything about this poll. <laughs> <laughs> what what was it the media oh 70% of the people polled uh decided that the that the media was the main threat to democracy in the United States of America well, I would largely agree with that that's, that's <laughs> probably true uh it, it also throws in the fact that you know MSNBC got kicked in the nuts twice now by panels that they've had in which people have gone the complete opposite direction that they that they set up the panel to supposedly go the best one well the two of them was and, and i don't know if you saw either of these was the one where they set up asking about education and trans rights and the basically the entire poll and everybody uh being interviewed basically went yeah you could just shove that right up your ass <laughs> And then the other one was, in, once again, about the threat to democracy, and they started trying to go into January 6th, and the entire poll went, or excuse me, the entire panel went, 
uh, yeah, we have no concept of what to believe with regards to January 6th. You had some people saying, um, you know, look, I saw this, I saw that. You have some people going, we just, you, 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 what do we believe? It's all bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, but but you've got the person doing the panel on MSNBC who is just besides themselves that the people that they picked for this panel do not agree with them. <laughs> I, and, and honestly, how can you uh, how can you blame them? I mean, like, I don't believe anything they say either. I, I mean, mean I, look, look, I I mean, we, we're just we're sitting here talking about um, MSNBC uh, getting kicked in the nuts. I mean, it's going the same thing's going on over at Fox News. It's just come out that Tucker Carlson in the process of trying to make Kanye look like he was actually a sane human being and a conservative edited the ever-loving shit out of the interview. Oh, yeah. And you should know that you don't believe anything Kanye says. <laughs> you should know that. Well, I mean, it's funny because you got Tucker sitting there going, does he sound like he's a crazy person to you? And it's kind of like, well, if you added in half the shit you left on the floor, yes, he does. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. In fact, he should send that. He, he should sound like that to you. <laughs> of course he does. I mean, I... I don't know. To to me, it's just a a a long way of saying they're tra- every uh, all of them are trying to cover their ass, all of them, and they, there's nothing you can do to make us think that they're they're out for us. You know, they're they're trying to make our lives better. Of course, you're not. Well, Lie to me. We know you're not. I I think I saw something which was the epitome of modern politics on how this is going and i think it's even proof to for your statement that we need more than two parties actually i think it was a a sign that we needed at least four yeah did you see the um pennsylvania senatorial debate with dr oz and the guy who had a stroke i have desperately tried to miss all the debates (laughs) (laughs) like all of them well, what you had was Dr. Oz, who's a little bit of a center-right guy, trying desperately to still appeal to the far-right MAGA extremists. And then you had a, uh, a left-wing extremist still trying desperately to appeal to the center-left people. And both of them just ended up sounding like friggin' idiots the whole time. But, I mean, getting caught in lies, jumbling answers, answering was just nothing bullshit, and it's just kind of like... Because nobody can just basically say, this is what I'm for. (laughs) Because they can't say it. No. They can't say that. There's no way. So at a minimum, what we need is a far left, center left, center right, far right parties. Oh, good luck. Oh, I didn't say we're going to get it. I just said that's (laughs) what we need. You'd at least get people who are at least a little bit closer to admitting what they're for. I I really don't think it's popular or uh, possible, possible to. Sorry, not popular. Possible. Oh, no, it's not popular. It's <laughs> not popular at all. Uh, I really don't think it's possible. Uh, there's there they can't say because the minute they say what they're for, they know at least. And, and depending on what side of the fence they're on, at least half the United States populace is going to be against them. And they don't want to do that because it's so close in a lot of these places, well, even all, that are super pro one way or the other, that they don't want to touch it. It's also so polarized. 
Yeah. You know, if you take a yeah. stand on something, it's not just the fact that somebody might not vote for you. I mean, these days, somebody might try to sneak in your husband's house and beat him to death with a hammer. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> Have you heard the uh, the um, news coverage on this one? No. For those of you who don't know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked in his own home in San Francisco. Well, I heard that part, but I, I didn't hear anything like... Well, well it, it's funny because the first thing they said was that he was attacked by a right-wing extremist. Well, he's a right-wing extremist who also happens to be a nudist activist from Berkeley who makes hemp jewelry. Those damn right-wingers at Berkeley. <laughs> I knew it. We ought to shut that whole right-wing conservative institution down. Uh, Those Berkeley-loving bastards. Goes into the, the part, portion of the other big news of this week, which is Elon bought Twitter. Yeah, that that actually did go through. And and do you know what he's been doing with Twitter since he got the, since he got it? Uh, I, I heard he fired the CEO well, and no. the guy in charge of. Uh, uh, but he's also he's also been trolling Hillary Clinton. Oh, that's awesome. Which means I'll I'll go ahead and say this now: Elon did not hang himself. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hang himself. Now, I, I offer no validity to this statement whatsoever because I don't know if it's accurate, but Elon made the statement on Twitter to Hillary Clinton that he was of the opinion that the uh, the guy who tried to beat uh, up, uh, who not tried, who beat up Pelosi's husband with a hammer was actually a male prostitute who was there for Pelosi's husband. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in that. Run that by me again. Okay. Elon Musk tweeted at Hillary Clinton in the process of trolling her because she was saying something like about uh, the whole attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So there's there's questions involved in this to some extent. Now, you can take these however you want, but the questions involved are uh, if you look at the glass that was broken for him supposedly to get into the house, it's actually broken. All of the glass is on the outside of the house. So it came from the inside. Exactly. Okay. okay. Uh, how the hell did the guy get through security wearing nothing but his underwear and carrying a hammer? There's that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so the major question is, is a, why was he there and how did he get in there? Uh, n- <laughs> So what Elon what Elon was saying on Twitter to Hillary Clinton was the fact that he was a male prostitute there to hang out with Pelosi's husband. Now, once again, I do not offer any validity to that statement whatsoever. I just find it hilarious. Yeah, I I would agree. Like if you like Elon did not hang himself, just like just say that immediately and as often as you can because you know what happens to people who fuck with hillary all right Jeez, i mean i i just saw a whole news thing on the guy who supposedly leaked uh the the the, the emails from her election bid with uh, against trump that he ended up just shot out in front of a uh bar in uh dc you know, once again, you know, do, do we know for a fact that that she's doing anything? No. Is it really suspicious? How many people against Hillary show up dead? Oh, that's just weird. I... Yeah. See, I don't know, man. It's my problem is 
Like you're you're not going to get anything. Like it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter who wins. You lose. Oh, we're screwed either way. Yeah, you lose. It doesn't matter who wins. You lose. Because and, and if, I do, and I do love listening to people who are swearing that if their side wins, that everything's going to be okay. Because you know it's not. <laughs> you know it's not. It it can't. Right? They can't. Neither one can do anything to fix the country because they're worried about what might actually happen if you fix the country. Because they, you know, once everybody goes, oh yeah, no, that's fine. Just let's continue on now and do regular. Th-. They can't do that, so they can't fix anything it's the same problem i i liken this to the pharmaceutical industry and follow me on this you can't eradicate the disease because the money's in the medicine so what you have to do is find a way to live with it right and now you have to have medicine for the rest of your life that's good for the pharmaceutical industry what's good for politicians because it's it's where you're going because it's not in the medical pharmaceutical industry's best interest interest to cure you no. It's in their best interest to treat you. To treat you. It is not in the best interest of politicians to solve problems. It is in the best interest of politicians to be seen addressing the problems. That's what's important. You well, don't get money for fixing it. You get money for grandstanding. That's yeah, what you get and, money for. And, you, and you've got Biden holding abortion hostage. Right. Uh, oh, oh, and there's a, another one of these sorts of things that's about to hit the Supreme Court. Uh, uh, affirmative action. Oh, wow. And what are they going to, like, more women need to enroll? <laughs> like more no, women actually, and more people of color need to enroll in college? Is that what we're saying? Uh, n- no, what they're saying is, is that this is actually going the opposite direction. They're saying that you can't use... Um, race in any way, shape, or form, especially in publicly funded colleges, to decide admissions. Oh, that won't pass. <clears throat> well, that is, that, the, the, no, the, the liberal Democrats will fight tooth and nail for that. There's well, no way they're going to get that repealed. Uh, well, no, no, the thing is, is that it's up in front of the Supreme Court again. Oh, they'll smack it down. And, and it's really coming down to the fact that the expectation is that it's going to go the same way that abortion did and not on necessarily the merits thereof of affirmative action, but simply on a procedural, uh, this is not a constitutional issue. This is something that needs to be legislated on. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's the same way they approached abortion, which everybody sits yeah. and goes, oh, my God, they made abortion illegal. No, they said this was something that needs to be legislated, not just simply decided by the courts. Can you can you think of a better party piece for the Democratic Party, though, than they took away your abortion rights? They're taking away your uh, your your college. Right. They want you to be uneducated and pregnant. Can you think of a better rallying cry for Democrats, though? Well, especially because, you know, when it comes to universities and colleges, affirmative action has been completely, totally and utterly unsuccessful as it is. And there's a very, very specific reason why. And Yepics will love this reason why. Really? Because we've been pretty standardly wrong on what Yepics will love. Oh, no, 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 no. Yepics will love this one because the reason why affirmative action has completely, totally and utterly failed failed in colleges, especially in in Ivy League colleges like Harvard, is because you still have the legacy system. 
Mm. So if mm-hmm. you're ki- if you're a rich person whose kid's been going to school there forever, which means you're most likely white, not 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 totally, but most likely white, um, and you pay an exorbitant amount of money into their endowments, your kid gets into school. Yeah, I'd say that's right. So quite frankly, the legacy process has are, has basically outstripped affirmative action as far as the numbers of students of various uh, colors, races, ethnicities, whatever term you want to use, it has stomped on top of affirmative affirmative action. So it it didn't work. So unless you get rid of the legacy system, it it doesn't work. Mm. And do you think the rich people are going to let you stop letting them to get their kids into college? I mean, oh, we, of course we, not. I mean, we got the two nitwits in California who are paying for admissions into their kids' school. Not even, not even trying to say we were donating to the endowment. They were paying for admissions. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I mean, like, like without shame. I mean, they're literally. I mean, it's it's Aunt Becky all over again. You know, like they they literally do that. But this is the legal version of Aunt Becky. Yeah. I don't know, man. So, so yeah, they're they're gonna the thought process is they're gonna take affirmative action for colleges and throw it back at the legislators, and that but that kind of goes into what you were saying before with regards to uh, they won't fix the problem. It's the same thing that we run into that we ran into with, with abortion. The Supreme Court is not telling the United States people that these things are illegal or unconstitutional. What they're saying is is that this is not for the courts to decide. This is a legislative thing. They're basically pointing at Congress and saying, do your fucking job. Yeah, that's super not going to be popular, dude. I mean, like, I'm not kidding. That's super not going to be popular. It's because Congress is going to sit there and point the finger. They're not actually going to stop and legislate. They're not going to stop and do their job. They're simply going to moan, cry and complain about it and tell people that they'll fix it if they vote for them and then hold on to it for another two years and then maybe then fix it if they vote for them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I don't know. I mean, there's. There is a an issue that we're going to have to address in the meantime, you know, like right in between there that you're, you're really, you're really going to have to stop and, and take the Supreme court's decision on why they made that out of there and, and address the problem as it occurs. And, and as you have to do, and they're not capable of dealing with it because of, look what happened with abortion, right? They blame the Supreme court for this miscarriage of justice. It doesn't matter what the Supreme Court gave as a reason for it. What they did is just set back American reproductive rights 60 years. And it doesn't matter that legally, technically, the Supreme Court's patted themselves on the back like, oh, we fixed a procedural issue. It doesn't matter that that happened. What matters is that women no longer have control. They have exactly as many rights as males do over reproductive uh, decisions now, which is none. So, but, but in the, some states, but as as much as okay, th- there's the the old adage which I am a very big fan of: fix the problem, not the blame. But it is absolutely, positively not what American politics does. No. So, but no. So, so following that concept. Really what this comes down to is who do you blame? 
Now, unfortunately, I tend to think about things a little bit too logically and reasonably. So my statement is, is you blame Congress because they won't fix it <laughs> versus everybody who wants to say who wants to blame the Supreme Court, whose response, whose statement was it wasn't broke. Now, why do we have to fix it? Yeah. I, dude, I don't and, think you're going to. And once again, going back to my own proclivities of being a constitutionalist, my response to that is, is it was broke. Well, not only was it broke, we have zero interest in fixing it. Like, there's no interest in fixing it. So now what? You know, like, what do you do now when not only is the system broke, the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land is only interested in preserving the Supreme Court and making philosophical law decisions that have wide reaching things over the country. But they're just fixing a clerical error for all intents and purposes. What do you do? There's no representation. It's well, it's also unfortunate that and I think this will even come. Okay, I'm, I'm about to walk with me on this one. I think part of this unfortunately goes down to American education and, it, and its failure and its failure in reading, writing and language. And even the fact that speaking and thinking and reading properly is considered white supremacy these days, because here's the problem. The problem is, is that that's exactly what they did. They came out and said, this is what we're doing. This is why we fixed it. This is what we're fixing it for. And this is what needs to happen now. But it was written in legalese. So yeah. so 90 percent of the human of the American population didn't understand a goddamn thing they said. Yeah. And what they're getting is the information that's given to them by, via the media. And good freaking luck, because the media is, in fact, lying to you like, like right now. Like all the time, always. That's and, and I don't know. I don't know how we can get out of that, though. I don't understand how what like what could we do? The Supreme Court's doing Supreme Court things. Politicians are lying and the media is just making crap up wholesale and trying to save the media. Everybody's trying to to CYA. Nobody's actually doing anything. You don't think Uncle Joe is uh, making up shit wholesale on, I mean, when was... uh, Oh, Uncle Joe doesn't even remember where he is. (laughs) Of course he's making stuff up. He he has nothing but making stuff up. He's claiming gas was $5 a gallon. He's claiming that he was a professor at UPenn. He's claiming... (laughs) It's kind of like, none of this shit is true, dude. (laughs) I, I don't yeah and and you don't know where to look right there is no one saying ah this is the way right there is nobody saying actually that's not true everybody's saying this is the way what what they're not doing is backing it up with like truthiness uh, to quote Stephen Colbert from back when Stephen Colbert was actually not a character caricature of who he was um, now you listen to Stephen Colbert and you're like, holy crap, you've become the guy you were making fun of. But but it's not – you can't get there from here, and there's, there's the problem, right? You cannot get from where we are now to some version of the U.S. political and media system that works. 
without terrible, terrible turmoil going down. And in a fundamental shift of how the American voter goes to the polls and makes their voice heard, if that even counts for anything anymore. I don't I'm I'm really suspicious on how much it does. Well, uh, it, it's it's really funny how, you know, anybody who questions an election right now is called an election denier. Yet every election has been questioned by whoever didn't win for the past two decades. Not only that, you already have Hillary Clinton calling the 2024 election into into uh, uh, question, and it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> yeah, they're already they're prepping. They're prepping. They're ready. You, they're ready. You, they're going to make it. You've got the nitwit White House spokesperson trying to convince the press pool that the fact that voter turnout is higher than it's ever been in Georgia right now is proof that there is voter suppression. That's this is really going to be a a uh, interesting, not only interesting, but but messed up version of American whodunit. You know, like, I mean, that's what you're headed for, because there's nothing that can get us free of. I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. What well, are you going to do? There's no credible authority. Well, but the, not only that, you know, we go go back to where we started with the polls thing. You've got these polls that are telling the politicians what is important to the American people. Then you've got people like Nancy Pelosi who either say, well, I just reject that. Or, well, then we just need to change the subject. <laughs> you know, the, the, or, or you've got like, once again, going back to Georgia, the, the nitwit running for governor down there, who once again is an, is another Beto, never won a damn election, yet says, keeps running for them, uh, who's trying to convince the people that uh, legalized abortion will save inflation. The, what the. OK. All right. I had. I, all right. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> Stand back, America. What? The ever-loving shit. Like, she looked straight into the camera and said that crap. Like, oh, no. Having children helps inflation. What? Like, like you can't you can't conflate those two. That doesn't. That's not how shit. But that's not how any of this works. You know, like to quote the Facebook stuff. Like, that's not. No. No. Like, the. I, I and people are dumb enough to believe that crap. That's the part that upsets me more than anything else. That upsets me. Like people believe that. That was a thing. Um I Okay, I'm I am upset with it. You know, like, like <laughs> No. I, they they literally believed that. She said that with a straight fucking face. And I'm sorry, with a straight face, she looked at the American people and said, watch how dumb they are. You won't believe this. This is going to be great. And you know that there are people sitting at home who are going to spout that crap and believe that having children is going to fix inflation. No, no, 
not having children is going to fix oh, it. Oh, I'm please. sorry. Yeah, the not having children. Sorry. I, yes, you, sorry. you, 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 you I, want to reverse that. That, want, that. Not having children is going to fix inflation. You want to fix inflation, have an abortion. Have an abortion. What <laughs> the ever-loving fuck do you think? That's how stupid they think we are, though. That's how dumb we are. That's literally how dumb we are as a country. We're, that we're, nobody we're, stopped that interview and went. But we're not. What? You know, the humanity is not helping itself when it comes to proving that we're not dumb, though. I, did you did you hear about you, you've heard about all these people who are gluing themselves to the wall in museums, right? Oh yeah, I heard that. They turned the lights out on them at the, well, at the what is it, it the Aston Martin dealership? No, por- it was Porsche. They, they, was it? Yeah, they, but see, the best part about it is so they go in to Porsche glue themselves to the to the floor of the Porsche thing in front of one of the cars and what and what the, what is Porsche's response is they turn the lights off and just go home for the day go home and leave them glued there and you want to know what the best part about it is these people are claiming that Porsche um, violated their human rights by not making sure that they were fed and taken care of while they were glued to the floor ain't that some shit You came in and glued yourself to the floor, and you wanted someone to feed you, made sure you had water. If you're going to do a protest like that, dude, bring bring snacks (laughs) in a cup to pee in, something like that. So disappointed in us as a species. I really am. I mean, I... God damn it. (laughs) Damn it. How, how, How dumb are we? I mean, literally, really, how dumb are we? Um, I, and the answer just seems to get more dumb every, every year. Well, we're every, more dumb. Every time we ask how dumb can we get, someone says, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I would love, I'm, I'm not kidding. I would love to hear somebody's explanation on how not, or how getting an abortion solves inflation well it, 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 i would love to hear oh, how i can, the, I can like, give you like the explanation the it, is, it is it is stupid but i can tell you what the the walkthrough of economics of is is they're basically using the whole supply and demand thing if there's not as many people around you don't have as much demand you know that takes about a generation to oh, come to fruition oh i know that and you know that but that's the logic that they're using I am so disappointed at us. Oh, oh okay. Let, let's get as a country. Let's get more disappointed. Have you heard about the the, the situation with diesel fuel? Uh, our, not our supply our supply of diesel fuel as it is is reported to run out somewhere in late November. Ah, right on. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. Do you want to know That's what the response to that is? And trucks but wanna, okay well not the, the the main response that you've heard coming from the media has been by tesla no diesel fuel is racist <laughs> fantastic oh okay explain to me i, I love it i love uh, it no, there, there me, really tell hasn't me how there, diesel fuel is racist oh basic basically all of you redneck was rednecks with your diesel trucks oh is that what it is yes i see Mm, diesel fuels. So what? Uh, what's an eighteen wheeler? I, I guess all eighteen wheelers oh, no, are driven no, 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 by no. racists. See, see, you're you're assuming 
that somewhere along the line, somebody made the logical leap to the concept of without diesel fuel, products do not move from one end of the country to the other. You know what? I love, I truly love that these people live on the same planet as me. I do, you know, because it makes me that much smarter. <laughs> like anyone listening to this, okay, I'm just telling you, you are smarter. Everyone in the room is now dumber for these people existing. <laughs> you guys, listen, you are, Look, you I'll, are I'll, apparently. I will always go back to George Carlin. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize that half the population is dumber than that. Is dumber than that. I can't remember whether we talked about this or not, but I actually did a training for a young physician uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. And what struck me was the fact that she was competent. I, I almost I almost didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, I'm so. I didn't know they used, made your model anymore. I, yeah, no, I'm so used to, especially the younger physicians that are just coming out of residency and fellowship, of just being complete, total, utter morons. Um, th- that I I almost didn't know what to do with one that was competent. You know, we, we the uh, the the training was scheduled for like six hours. I was done in three, and she's like, "What?" I, I mean, I thought we needed six hours. And my response was, "I normally do." <laughs> wow this is where we are just wow <laughs> i mean it's it, it, it's 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 every bit reported and true with the uh that our educational system is about two to three years behind now after what happened with 2020 and You've got people who are more interested in making sure that these kids know what gender they believe they are rather than how the, how to add and subtract. That is I, I have no and, and, and don't get me wrong. I have no I do not give the slightest shit what gender you think you are. Be whatever you want to be. I don't care. But why are we teaching that in school versus Two plus two. I mean, if we can get it, all, if we can teach all of it, great. But we're not, we're prioritizing against two plus two, to the point that once again we're talking about two plus two being white supremacy. Well, along with diesel fuel. But but this is where we are. We're, we're, what we are prioritizing is how people feel about themselves versus the. Uh, actual day-to-day functionality of the world around us. I don't look, and I'm going to be somewhat abrasive with this one. I don't care how you feel about the world if the world falls apart. Well, that's the exact opposite of how everybody's being taught today because they the they don't care that the world's being fall or falling apart. They care that how you feel about it. So that's you know contrary to use at that point. I, I I was I was very proud of my daughter this week. My my daughter's away at college and she called me up and said, uh, "Dad, I'm sick," and I went, "Okay." I can come and pick you up and take you to the doctor, but I can't do it till tomorrow. This was a few days ago. 
Uh, I can't pick you up till tomorrow. Um, you know, if, if you have to stop, if you have to not go to class, make sure that you're not falling behind. Talk to your teacher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, what parents say. I was really proud of her because she actually responded back, um, okay, if you can come get me tomorrow, this is what time I have in between classes. I'm still going to go to class. I don't feel good, but I can make it. I'm still going to go to work. They had people call out, and they're going to be screwed if I don't show up. I don't feel good, but I'm going to do what needs to be done. I couldn't have been prouder of her. That sounds like a a young woman with a head on her shoulders. Exactly. But that's not what we get these days. I need a mental health day. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, 100%, yeah. No, that's what you get. And they would they would applaud her for taking the mental health day. Oh, absolutely. You do you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of how it is. Yeah. And I I don't I don't approve of it. I don't think it. But kind of as society goes, we've already had our shot, right? Our shot was we were hetero men who got married and had children. Okay, that was our shot. We've now shot our shot. As far as society is concerned today, we don't count because we're old and we don't know anything. That's kind of how society sees that now. You know what I mean? Hell yes. I mean, you're basically, if you're born with a penis, you're screwed. Unless, of course, you decide that you're a woman. Oh, here's another wonderful one that uh, <laughs> it's just one of those ones that doesn't make any sense to go along with today's climate. You you do realize that uh, for selective service, the draft, well, not that we have a draft, but signing up for selective services, you have to sign up as your biological. You you're, you can't, if you're were born female, even if you identify as a man, you do not have to sign up for selective services. If you're born with male genitalia, and even if you identify as a woman, you still have to sign up for selective service. So biology matters there. Actually, don't women have to sign up for... They haven't passed that one yet. Oh, okay. Though uh, David Petraeus did come back into the public forum and suggest that we should invade uh, Ukraine. (laughs) We should invade Ukraine. We should just... You know what? We have so many more problems than... We are addressing, and yet we're sending trillions, with a T, trillions to Ukraine. Uh, Honestly, and I I know this isn't popular, but um, let them figure it out, okay? We have so much worse issues here than we are addressing that we can't even feed our own people. We can't even get fuel and food and baby food which by the way baby formula still, still gone a shortage okay they flew one 747 in here or one c-130 in here with some some things declared victory and moved on which is exactly what i said would happen by the way <laughs> and they've not addressed it in a public forum since okay it's still a shortage it's still going on we're still having trouble f- feeding babies we're still having trouble with tent cities in our major uh, metropolitan areas. We're still Uh having uh, uh, immigration issues. We're still having all of those things, and yet we're sending trillions to Ukraine. 
I was talking to my father the other day, and um, he uh, he looks at me and says, "I took your nephew, my 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 brother, one of my brother's kids, uh, into the Smithsonian, the uh, in D.C. Uh, about a week ago." And anybody who hasn't been through D.C., though you don't have specifically tent villages, just about every open street corner has got at least two or three tents on it. And my nephew, who is six years old, uh, maybe he may be five. Jeez, I can't even remember how the age of my own nephew. Um, looks at my father and says, Hefe, that's what they call my father. Hefe, why are they camping over there? And my father goes into a nice, you know, explanation about homelessness and stuff of that nature and can't afford a place to live. And my nephew, who goes camping with my brother a lot, looks at my father and says, Hefe, that's a really nice tent, though. If they don't have any money, how'd they afford the tent? Oh, God. <laughs> Five-year-old. You know... It's it's only funny <laughs> because it, it's it's sad, <laughs> you know. And you don't. There's so much like uh, even simple things like uh, we have another cast, uh, '80s cheesy movie review. Believe me, I'm going somewhere with this, but '80s cheesy movie review where I don't I I don't see the spots like I don't see the disconnects coming before they arrive. You know, like my daughter has been watching five, six movies from the 80s, and she plucked out that there was a kidnapping in every one of them. I didn't know that. It never occurred to us. Never occurred to me. Right. She sees the world differently than I do. So differently, in fact, that it's it's sometimes just really eye opening to talk to her and and listen to how she views the world. I don't think and this is part this has always part been part of the issue with generational communication, right? You get one step down, the one step can understand the step above them. Two steps down, apparently, and this has been the case as far as I can tell throughout time and memorial, they are just at odds at almost freaking everything. Right. But see, the funny, a lot of that comes down to even then communication. Words don't mean the same thing. But 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 that's what I mean by communication. I'll, I'll give I'll, the example I'll give you is once again, my own daughter. I know that's not quite as far of a distinction as what you were as what you're talking about. But my daughter is very, very heavily part of the LGBTQ plus whatever community. She's a performing artist. Um, most of her friends fall into that category in some fashion, form or the other. In fact, I have finally just realized that it's better to call all of them they and just hope for the best. <laughs> Probably. But in the process of all of this, she used to get extremely angry with me when I would screw one of these things up. Because she thought I was being deliberate about it or that I didn't care that I was hurting someone's feelings. And I finally ended up, it had, it, it, she and I finally ended up in a discussion and we finally got her to the point where she started to at least look at me differently was when I finally said, this isn't what I grew up with. I don't necessarily understand this. I don't care what any of your friends choose to identify with. I don't hold 
any of that against them. What I simply don't want them to do is get angry with me when I screw it up because it's not screwed up out of malice. It's screwed up out of misunderstanding. That's not a popular sentiment. No. They, they don't. They, they can't do that because when you do that, you remove their righteous indignation, and that's what they hold on to. Oh, absolutely. They cannot function without it. Yeah, so, so what, what basically changed is from my daughter is my father's an idiot, not my father's an asshole. <laughs> Progress? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but but it's so so. But she, at the same time, she doesn't look at me like I'm a dick when I say, "Okay, okay what am I supposed to call this person? Is this person? Does this person? You know, I would ask somebody every once in a while, is, is this person male or female, and what were they born as? And she would get angry with me, like, "What does it matter? You know, it really it, it finally had to you know get get it across to her that it doesn't matter. I just want to know so that I don't offend somebody. I'm trying not to screw up, girl." You know, <laughs> yeah. And I guess there's always going to be some of that. Well, there's uh, always going to be some. Well, of that. We're, we're also living in a world where people there's a controversy over the fact that the woman of the year for some publication has only been a woman for the past six months. And people are people on both sides are pissed. Yeah, good luck sorting that shit out. Yeah, you've, I mean, got, I, you've got the people on the trans side who are pissed, like, well, she is a woman, and they have people on the uh, on the uh, uh, the, the feminist side going, yes, but she's only been a woman for six months. We've had those of us who've been dealing this with our entire lives, and we and she's you know the one getting the woman of the year. Well, and that's part of the issue. Like each one of these groups considers like it's only centric to them. There's no all inclusive thing, and that's the problem. Like, uh, you know, all the you know, the feminist versus the trans versus the, the you know, the traditional and, and then you got Christians way out here in the other area and all that kind of stuff. It's only centric to them. There's no unified, you know, there's there's no unified field theory on this stuff. Right. Like it doesn't exist. We can't in, in today's in, in the media is partially to blame for this because they stoke it. Right. They stoke it with race and, and the differences between us all. And they make sure to keep pushing that agenda because it is very lucrative. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it honestly it, it does. It profits them tremendously. The the division between us and, and pushing that wedge. Right. It benefits them because it's a news story. It makes everything you know, more more confrontational. And the more confrontation there is, the more news there is. And the more news there is, the more money they make. And that's just how it works. And uh, to bring this you know, back to a kind of a full circle, until we break that cycle, until we have something that we can look at to base as, as a baseline that is fair and balanced, be it a political – uh, arena or a judicial one or a media-based one until we have some kind of line that we can go back to and say, okay, this is fair and balanced. Let's look at it through this lens. Well, we, we can't do that in any area we, right now. We, we see, the thing is we used to have that. We used to have it, and I don't like where it came from, but we haven't been able to fill that hole with anything as it's gone away more and more and more, which is religion. 
Yeah, and it was a terrible... Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that lens is gone, but we haven't replaced it with anything yet. No, and I, I don't think... I don't think that's coming back. Like anybody who who and I I know that the the conservative Christian right is big on this. Like we're going to return to Christian values. No, we're that's not. a lame duck. <laughs> we're not. Okay. That's a lame duck. It exists right now. And I use that term very specifically. It exists right now. But it's going away. Okay? It's it's no longer it's never going to have the influence it once did. Well, you, you it, is dead. You and Beef were talking about part of this on the on the other podcast, which was the case in New York where they were trying to figure out how to uh, or, or or organize legally a polyamorous family. Yeah, yeah, and it's and they they they're trying. They'll figure it out. Oh, well, I mean, they'll, they'll get, get there. The worst part about it is, is what it ends up being at some point in life is it's it, marriage is going to change. There's no question in the sun that it's going to change into something that is no longer the religious based union of man and woman, that it's going to simply be a legal contract between any number of people who want to be part of it. Yeah, I got a theory. I got a whole theory on that. Well, but... you, you gave us a nice long email on theory on that, and, and, and we will get to that. But we do actually have a email that I would like to read. Yes, because let's does, do that. It, because it does go into a lot of what you've been saying recently. Okay, this email is from John. That's how he asked to be identified. And it says, greetings from Canada. I found your soapbox podcast about episode 35 from Sean's other, in quotes, <laughs> cast and have been listening to it ever since in episode 48 you were talking about family courts and women's rights to children it says well i was born in 1982 and when i was five my mother and father divorced leaving my brother and i in her care she would go on and say for years that my father was abusive didn't care about us boys and a whole manner of other lies that if you want i could spend hours telling you she was so vindictive that when he died about 18 years ago now, she waited about three to four weeks so my brother and I couldn't travel to Arizona where he had moved so that we could go to the funeral. She claimed he had a heart attack and died in his lazy boy easy chair. Uh, and the mailman only noticed because the mail was piling up and asked for a police check. It turns out he had married, uh, remarried years before and was in the hospital for months on his deathbed, begging my mother daily on the phone for my brother and I to visit him before he passed. Uh, I'm not advocating that every woman is like this. Hell, I know men that should never be allowed near their children. But I wish for the sake of my brother and I that after a divorce that was some that was somewhat for either parent that. OK, that there was some way for either parent to contact the child if they wished. Uh, be it through some sort of legal means or otherwise. Imagine that the first 23 years of your life you found out were a complete utter farce. And what would you do? Uh, what would that do to the psyche of a person? I'm now married and have two children of my own, a boy and a girl, nine and eight, and have said to my wife often that no matter what might happen between us on the rough roads of life, please don't ever hold the children back from either parent. Uh, keep up the great cast, uh, Sean and Jake, and please tell Beef he's awesome. I will indeed tell Beef he's awesome because he is awesome. Uh, I 
I am not by any stretch of the imagination saying that all women are great. I know that it's 50 50 and it doesn't matter what gender you are. You can be an asshole. All right. 100% for sure. Uh, what I am suggesting is that at least in the American societal and legal system, women are deferred to uh, as far as family. And I know that there are exceptions to that. But generally, if you look at the numbers, uh, 70 to 80 percent of divorces filed in the United States are filed by women. Uh, if you look at the numbers, uh, women generally speaking in again 80 to 85 percent of the time get some form of child support and general custody of the children not maybe complete com custody but the the children wind up being with the mother uh, also in most cases uh, the house will wind up going to whoever has the children that's the woman so the, the man will wind up, at least in the United States, in the last, you know, 30 to 40 years. Uh, actually, I'll back that up a little bit more. After World War II, really, is when these rules were kind of put in place and changed. Um, the, the man is responsible for uh, the child support and alimony in some states and, and spousal support, that kind of stuff. And, and really, that system has gotten a lot more... Geared to give the women what it is that they need, and um, whether that's right or wrong, you know, I'm not going to debate that. I mean, it's it's you can there's there's far better people than me to do that. But what I'm suggesting is that's the trend we're going towards uh, is to give the woman or the the female the mothers uh, more control more resources, more assets, and more uh, awarding of marital splits than the men. Uh, well, that's not right well, or wrong. That's just how it is. Would you like me to go through your predictions now, or would you like to work on what are we watching and save that for next time? Uh, just because I don't know, like, I don't know how much people are going to want to do this every cast. Let's, <laughs> let's blow through it now. We can at least have have it said and on air. That way, we don't have it looming over well, people. Do, like do you next do time. you still have your email and wish to read it, or would you like me to? Oh no, you go ahead. I, I'm probably <laughs> I'd have to go find it. <laughs> well, th these are Sean's uh, predictions on how human relations are going to go. So, from now to five years out, many studies will be done on women and women's happiness and why they aren't getting what they need to be happy. The conclusion will largely come down to being a male's fault for there being low-caliber men, and men should step it up, and marriage rates will stagnate and continue to decline. I can agree with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, 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 can't, I can't argue with it, because I think we're, that's kind of like where we are right now. Yeah, I think that's, that's going to be the trend for the next couple of years, because we're really getting started on this path like women are finally finding that they aren't getting exactly what they wanted and well, they're the, they're, you see a lot of studies coming out now and that'll continue for the next couple of years i well, think the, the, it's the other study that you've got that comes along with this is that uh only something in the nature of like five percent of the men end up getting even interest from 85 percent of the women i i know i don't have those numbers correct but it's something drastic of that nature 
Yeah, it's it's well, it's the rule of sixes, right? So you know, six foot tall, six figure salary, uh, six pack abs, and six inch manhood. Um, that is less than one point five percent of the population. And like that guy is the is the guy that most women are have on their list, right? That's that's the bar. And they say, ah, oh, the bar is in hell. The bar is on floor. No, that's the bar. That is less than 1.5% of the population in the United States. And two of those things men can do absolutely nothing about, which is the <laughs> over six foot and whatever measuring of your reproductive organ you would like to do. We have no control over that. And that right there, um, like over six inches, less than 10% of the population or less than 15% of the population and uh, over six foot less than 15% of the population. So half and then half again. So you're already at 7% and we haven't talked about abs or money. <laughs> well, then we get out to the next uh, from five years out to 15 years out. Women will supplant men in white collar workplace. That's once again, that's actually already starting to happen. Mm -hmm. Studies will be done that indicate men are more suited to blue collar work and should stick to it. Marriage and childbirth rates will continue to decline and men will not be able to properly support a family will be blamed. Yeah, men who – I probably worded that wrong, but men who are improperly uh, able to support a family. So, like, these low – again, low-quality men will be well, blamed for but, the, the reason for this. But we're already – uh, I, the, the only pushback I'd give on that is the fact that we're already being told that a man supporting his family is not what we should be doing anymore. Well, and it, but because it, it, it also goes back to the, the books that you and I just recently read um, that it, it to the fact that we're losing the script for men, that the idea of the script for men of we need to suffer through to support our family is gone. That idea is kind of rolling around right now, and, and some people are saying it. What I'm saying is this will be the – like these things will be the widely held truth that almost all American women believe, or most Americans in, in, in some cases will believe at this point. It's not that studies will be done and you hear it on, and now and again. This will be the belief, I think. In the in the years to come, not like, oh, a study was done and we argue about it. This will be the the well, well, that, that truth. That was actually the thing that finally made quiet quitting make sense to me. Quiet quitting never made sense to me or, or the the realm of men uh, or people in general who didn't want to work never made sense to me. Until you threw that in, once you throw in the fact that a man is no longer accepted or even in the process of trying to be looked down upon to be the provider for his family, uh, under those circumstances, why would you put up with half the shit? Yeah, you wouldn't. And that's the point. Like, I really do believe that women will wind up being because of the way the media and, and society will 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 elevate women and de-escalate men, what will wind up happening is it will be a widely held belief and truth, it, it, like sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, that women will take command and men will be relegated to less and less and less and less because we don't, you know, the, the big thing 
will be we don't need this. We don't need men for anything. Just do your mechanics work, you know, dig the ditch, you know, scrape out the septic tank, do your job and shut the fuck up. That will be where we're relegated to. But go ahead, go ahead and do the next one. Well, the next one is for the next 15 to 25 years, child support laws will be enlarged and more of them passed and adopted as marriage and childbirth rates will have declined by over 15 percent. Uh, child care will uh, be more pressing with single mother homes becoming the norm. Yeah, not not single mother homes are, are more accepted. Single mother homes are becoming. No, that will be the norm. I think you're probably looking at less of a child support. But, you know, I th- my guess is considering the fact that the if you're still looking that we're on the same direction in the next 25 years is that everything needs to be solved by the government, not individual people. So you won't necessarily be looking at child support. What you'll probably see is men being unmarried men being taxed more to pay for a public daycare system. That's coming. That's in there. (laughs) uh, I didn't make it that far yet. No. (laughs) Keep going. That's uh, what was the last one you read? 15 to 20? Yep. Now we're on 25 to 50. Okay. Which is the legislation will start to pass. Oh, here we go. The legislation will start to pass incentivizing women and women only to have children. Men will be blamed for not carrying their share of the responsibility as they are largely uneducated and don't want to take responsibility for their place in society. That was in quotes. Uh, marriage rates will have declined by over 25 to 35 percents, percent, but childbirth will stabilize. Yeah, this is where I think because I think it takes a generation. I think it'll take 25 years to really kick this into gear because the the Gen Z and the millennials will actually make this happen. And oh, I think yeah. in 25 years, that's where we're you know, 25 to, to whatever it is years that I was saying there, 25 to 50. Yeah. And I'll be dead by then. Yeah. Oh, no, we'll be gone. But the I think that's what will happen. I think they'll go and say, look, we obviously can't depend on men. So let's get the government to subsidize women. We'll stabilize the childbirth issue. And we'll just take care of this because obviously we know better. I think that's what's going to happen. Because at least at this point, um, the government is not interested in, in marriages. In fact, they're really trying to discourage it. What they're interested in is more people and more consumer spending. What's the best way to do that? Convince women that it's... It's all on them, and it's them going to rescue us, and we'll pay for it, and I think that'll work. It's already working, but I think in 25 years, they'll, they need another generation to get the message through, and that's why I say that 25 to 50-year period. I think that's when it's going to come through. Anyway. Well, uh, 50 to 75 years, women will begin to preferentially select female children over male. Actually, I think you're probably going to be able to genetically do that by then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Um, in in 50 years, I think that'll be commercially available where they'll be able to do it. A government department will uh, be created to for the I'm sorry. I just had my phone written in the wrong place. I couldn't see it. Um, Damn these eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I know. Um, 
A government department will be created for the care of unwanted male children. Marriage is agreed to be a tool of the patriarchy. See, I think that that phrase right there in with marriage is going to happen a whole lot sooner than 50 to 75 years. I think that's good. That that phrasing is going to start within the next 10 to 15 years. Maybe. Maybe. I think by then it will just be a, a commonly held belief. It will be the same truth that, you know, America got its independence in 1776. Marriage is a tool of the patriarchy yeah. in 50 to 75 years will be a uh, it will be in textbooks and, and will be referred to as, and it will be replaced by a financial child rearing agreement. I, once again, I think we're getting closer and closer to that, especially with. Um, the relationships changing even then with the idea of the polyamorous relationship and again all these i'm thinking this is going to be mainstream i think they will exist sooner than this but i'm saying all of these things will happen mainstream i think it takes a little longer because it's going to take some generational try time to really push this stuff forward uh and make it normal so that nobody questions it i think it's going to take a little bit more time but keep, keep going Okay, well, they're coming to the last one, which is 75 to 100 years from now. Male children will be almost wholly raised and taught apart from female children. Uh, their schooling is shifted to blue-collar work programs early in life. Um, routine samples are taken from the fittest men by way of uh, by way of a tax credit for use in child reproductive procedures for women wanting to start families. Government subsidies will pay 100% for the child care of female children. Yeah. I think it, I think about a hundred years from now, it will not matter what you want as a male when it comes to reproductive anything. You you know if you take this to the most extreme, uh, and you throw in the concept of genetic alteration and genetic manipulation, the possibilities that could happen within the next hundred years, we may not even have male people anymore to begin with. That's what I'm thinking. I think the, the men will be like, uh, you know, if you push it beyond that, I think probably what they'll do. And it's it's a feminist dream is they will produce enough. The government will produce enough men to do the dirty work. And then that's it. Yeah, but, that's but, it. But but in, in this theoretical concept, you wouldn't even need a man for reproduction. No, mm mm. No, so they'll just, like I said, they'll produce enough to do the dirty work, and then everything else will be genetically engineered to be, you know, super feminist women. And, and that, well, and once again, just taking this to the utter extreme, you may not actually have men at that point in time. They may just be muscle-bound eunuchs. Oh, I think that's entirely possible. Yeah, they're they're because, incapable because, of because, reproducing because they, they don't want testosterone flowing through these people. They're making them want to do things. No, I think that's that's 100% viable. Um, at least from everything I see right now, um, yeah, I think that's about right. I do. I think it's about right. Well, um, now I don't think we will. Um, that will be a bad thing later on because what they'll do is they'll they'll herald it as the dawn of enlightenment, and it's just society will change so much that. Um, you know, the, they will retcon history to the point where 
it will be all the men's fault. Anything that happened that was bad will be all the men's fault. Anything that happened that's good will be all a, a feminine happening. So I, so I think that's probably where we're headed. So basically, if you were to time travel 150 years into the future, you would probably as a male, you would probably be immediately killed and your last words would be boobs everywhere. Close. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah. Well, what have you been uh, watching this week? Uh, I've been watching Exception. Still? Uh, that was, uh, yeah, I, I rewatched that one. Uh, that was excellent. I, I like that. Um, I've been rewatching a lot of uh, Rick and Morty uh, because of the Back to the Future tie-in. Uh, and Kayla loves Back to the Future, so I was really trying to uh, – or uh, Rick and Morty, so I was really trying to get like some kind of tie-in that she would understand and recognize in with Back to the Future, and it worked. Uh, uh, so that it, was good. It, one of my coworkers almost, I, I like, almost looked like he might have wanted to physically harm me when I said that I had tried to start Rick and Morty a few times and had had difficulty getting into it. I thought he was going to punch me out. I don't like the art style. I will be completely honest about that. But the story in the sci-fi is so damn good. That I just have to like if you get halfway through mid the, the first season, you're gold, right? Just like just get get, get past the first couple. And you'll be fine. Um, it is some of the cleverest written sci fi that you will come across um, disguised in crassness and bad art. But but it is it is just sharp as hell because the concepts in it are are excellent nothing short of excellent well i've been watching lower decks which i think is just some of the best star trek out there with that said and i thought strawn would have been so much more up in arms about this than i than he turned out to be oh yeah no it's, it's <laughs> i've seen it a lot but star trek basically just decided that california is better than texas yeah, but they always thought that. I mean, they've always thought. I mean, like, I mean, it's I, I, a subtle thing in but, there. But even know? then, did you see what they made? The, sh the, the Texas class ship was basically a uh, overly, overly armed person with daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that just grate upon you just a little bit? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, basically what the uh, what. um lower decks turned out to be was a contest between the california class ships and the texas class ships just and everywhere you can imagine that going is exactly where it went <laughs> i uh i kind of this is not something i i, I don't this isn't the first time I've seen this kind of thing come it's kind of, from. It's, it's kind of like, but, it, but it's from Star Trek, man. Yeah, but they're all right. I mean, all the writers are in California. Of course they're going to do that. And they're losing half their population to our state. So, I mean, it's not like I, well, I didn't see it coming. Oh, did, did you notice, since, since considering the fact that all the ships were named after a town in that state, that they did not have a USS Austin? Funny that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that actually would have made this better is that the USS Austin had been the one that came from the Texas class ships that helped the California class. <laughs> they didn't go that far, but that would have been kind of like, 
Ah, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it was a subtle, you know. But they look. This is the the, the you, what I've come to expect from years of Californians. Okay, it's not anything that is surprising. Um, Texas really isn't anybody's favorite in in either coast. Quite honestly, if it weren't um, so damn hot, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh man. You know, you get over the heat, just like you do. You get over the cold when you go to a cold area. It does take a year Look, or two, I, but you get over that. I actually saw a pic. Now, it, it's it's been anywhere from 30 degrees to, uh, to to 60 degrees here recently, and I have done nothing more than wear a sweatshirt. I saw somebody in Texas wearing a sweater the other day. It was kind of like, dear God, how? <laughs> Yeah, the girls are all in hoodies now. It's like 65 degrees, 60, 65 degrees. It's sometimes, sometimes in the mornings it's like 50, and they're they're all like, "Oh my god, it's so cold!" And they got like, shorts, shorts and t-shirts weather, man. Yeah, no, they're they're uh, they're definitely Hell, all three of my girls are Texas girls. Hell, so it, I can't do anything about it. At that it. temperature, I doubt Beef's even wearing a shirt. No, <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? He's a little chilly, but you know, it's it's fine. He gets a PBR and he's fine. Uh. It's it's just kind of how he's wired. So, I mean, today it was 68 and everybody was on the lake in like wetsuits and stuff like half wetsuits and uh, because the water was like 60, you know, 58, 60 degrees. So okay, the water being that cold actually is cold. It is cold. So, um, look, <laughs> you can't uh, Texas is its own thing. And we're not endearing ourselves to California, both from our immigration stuff and the fact that we are stealing like us in Arizona and Florida and, and Nevada are all stealing Californians because they've out California themselves to the point where they're like, <laughs> you know what? It really does kind of suck here. Um, so well, there's a lot of that. Well, I, I, I do want a commitment from you that at some point in life that we're going to bring you and the girls up here into the Chesapeake Bay and do the polar bear plunge. That is so not going to happen. That <laughs> is so not going to happen. <laughs> you think that's on the deck? No. No. My girls would never. No. No? Uh, seriously, no. <laughs> that is, they are going to hard pass on all of that. Yeah, we're, 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 whereas I'm the excessively hairy fat guy trying to hold his shorts up as he's diving into the ice cold water. Yeah, it's fine. It's a little chilly. Hold my beer. Yeah, no, that is so not going to happen with these girls. They're in hood. Are you kidding me? Those they're in hoodie weather. They, it was sixty-five and a little bit windy, and there was a light sprinkle going on. And you thought it was an apocalypse the other day because they were like, "Oh my god, it's so cold!" And I'm like, "Guys, it's sixty-five and a little windy." Oh, the rain makes it so cold. I'm so cold. They came out. They had like two shirts and a hoodie on them. Oh, dear Lord. Don't let anybody see you like this. And so I drove them to school. And, of course, all the other kids are dressed exactly the same. They're all like bundled up. And I'm like, all right, I, I, I see it now. <laughs> yeah, I see it now. Uh, well, you got anything else this week? Oh, I think that's I've I've rambled on and subjected them to enough of my BS. <laughs> well, uh, then we will see you next week. Hello, Joe!